And it's time for another episode of the Hillbillies in the Holler podcast with your hosts, Boo Boo, Biggins, Buford, and goodness knows who else. Y'all pull up a chair and set a spell. Welcome back to glorious downtown Boogertown. I'm Buford. I'm Boo Boo. I'm Claude. And we're back with the uh, Hillbillies in the Holler podcast. And this is our special in memoriam episode. We're talking about folks who have died in the last year, 2022, who had an impact on us. Um, so it's going to be mostly, you know, country music people, comedy people, uh, maybe some sports people. But we're going to talk about that. But mostly dead people. Yeah, they all want to be dead people. Yeah. yeah. Um, unfortunately. And, unfortunately. And I guess the first one we need to talk about is Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, man, I love Gilbert. Now, I got to tell you something, boo-boo, and I haven't told you this yet. Right. I, I, I didn't want to tell you this. I was I was scared to tell you this because I knew it was going to break your heart. What? But last year on your birthday, which was March, yeah. me and Buford T. got together and decided we were going to try to get you a special message from Gilbert Gottfried on Cameo. Are you serious? I did. And and we, we, we got on there and checked it out, and it was like $100 to get him to just say, Happy birthday, boo-boo. But if we wanted to use it for commercial purposes, which we really wanted to do, we wanted to get top of it, the hillbillies and all everything, is over $1,000. And we went, well, we're just not ready to do that right now, so let's wait till next year. And they don't mean no next year. And then in year. April, he passed away. I wish we'd have done it. We really should have. You two suck. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, brother. I'm sorry. We man, we, I, I tell you what, just a thought means a lot to me. That you think about doing that? That oh, I, I wouldn't know what that. I'd do backflips. I know you would have. Well, I'm gonna, definitely if I'm I was to get one now from him, I'm gonna I would go right nuts. Boo boo! Happy birthday! <laughs> I love you, and I think the hillbillies in the holler are the greatest, <laughs> second only to John MacGyver. And Caesar Romero, dummy in a window, and it was you. Let me get some orange wedges. Some <laughs> people say it was tangerines, but <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried was one of a kind. One of a kind. He was an amazing, amazing comedian, amazing voice artist, an amazing actor, and he couldn't put two sentences together otherwise. I loved listening to his podcast because you just never knew what he was not going to even remember that he had done or who he had met. There'd be some guest on there with some major, huge accomplishment you just knew he was going to address. And he's like, so you still got that green Plymouth? <laughs> well, my my favorite thing was he would say, he, somebody would be talking about anything, they get everything going in a great thing. And he goes, so you had a brother who died in a fire. <laughs> Just bring the mood down incredibly. Oh my gosh, one of a kind. But yeah, we we miss him terribly. We we listened to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast. It's not for the faint of heart, but there's no. so much history, especially Hollywood uh, history. That is, they've done a great service to society for anybody to go through those archives and hear the stories from the Dick Van Dyke and the people of the era. That oh, just fascinating. Yeah. Another one we lost uh, early in the year was uh, Bob Saget. Bob Saget. Full the, house. The original host of America's Funniest Home Videos. Mm. My niece was on America's Funniest Home Videos when he was the host. She had uh, They had sent a video in of her sitting on the back of a horse. She was three or four years old. She's in her mid-30s now, but 
she was sitting on the back of a little horse and it shook like a dog shaking water off. And she was holding on to the saddle horn and went, you know, just shook like crazy. They played the sound of a, a saw wobbling in the background. They cut off the best part of the video, which was when she went, I don't like horses that shake. But but it was still on there and that was really cool. That's but, great. Oh, man. But well, he was. Did you see his memorial? No. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the laugh out loud moment was early on. Uh, Bob Saget's wife comes out to welcome everybody and got all these superstars there. And, of course, Jim Carrey's retired. and But he showed up for it. Jim Carrey showed up for it. And she goes up to speak to the audience. This is a welcome them to the memorial for her husband. Jim runs up on stage and adjusts her mic for her. And the last thing he says, he looks at her and goes, make it quick place went nuts and that's all he said oh my gosh that is too funny yeah make it quick <laughs> <You know? laughs> we, we got to move on to us you know wow it's all about us here make it quick i know you're his wife and everything well it's funny you and i watched the last episode of uh, gilbert godfrey's podcast that they did with uh where it was a live video and we uh paid to watch it for a moment and um uh, which Dara, was going to a good cause, the Dara, disease that killed him, that, yes, all the money. That dystrophy raised. thing. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. But Dara Godfrey, his wife, came out and spoke for the first like five, eight minutes, and then she got off, and then somebody referenced her. And I remember you went, was that his wife? That boy out kicked his coverage. Oh, yeah, yeah. He beautiful. married up. She was a beautiful woman. And to find out that she was <clears throat> literally the brains behind his second run, his second career, because he was so caught up in old Hollywood, and even his act was so dated and old that people's like, he is so funny, but he's got to have new material. Yeah. Because he's referring to people that nobody knows who he's talking about. So she figured out, well, let's just make a podcast and get him to invite all the ones that are still alive to talk about all the ones he knows. Because so that's, that's what he's fascinated they with. They did over 700 episodes. Wow. And it was amazing. Mm. Amazing. But anyway, back to Bob Saget. Bob Saget fooled a lot of people because they would see him on... Uh, Full House, they'd see him on America's Funniest Home Videos, and they think, oh my goodness, what a wonderful, clean comedian. Yeah. I feel I mean, bad for America's him. dead? Him or Bob, Bill Cosby? I feel, bad, I feel bad for those that went to see him live. Oh my goodness, what not, a shock. Not knowing what to expect, because I'll never forget one time he did a joke, and he he flubbed the line, and, I, and I'm sure he flubbed it on purpose, and he said, I'm sorry, I have the brain of a German shepherd and the body of a 16-year-old boy, and they're both in the trunk of my car if you want to see them. <laughs> oh my goodness. I just remember being stunned. I'm looking at America's dad and I just cannot believe what I'm watching. Yeah. He so, was he wasn't just blue, he was navy blue. Oh son, he yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> navy blue. Yeah. Because the Navy's known for their colorful language. Yeah. yeah, and he was navy blue. Oh my gosh. One other one we lost this year was somebody born in a town that my ancestors founded. Dallas, Texas, and that was Marvin, or yeah, Marvin Lee uh, a day, but we all knew him as wasn't it Michael Meatloaf? Well, he changed his name to Michael later in his life, but he was born Marvin. Oh, okay. But yeah, Meatloaf. <clears throat> the I would do anything for love. Two out of three ain't bad. What a great song! And of course, Bad Out of Hell. You took the words Meatloaf. right out of my mouth. Did you see him in Fight Club? That was amazing. That's the thing. He was not just a great singer. He was a great actor. We well, you know how he got started. He, he wanted to be a parking lot attendant. 
and he he showed up to I guess do an application or, or and for a parking lot thing, and they was doing auditions for his band or something. They said you sing. He said, "Well, a little." Well, won't you come sing us a song? And he said, "You need one song." He said, "Can you sing tonight?" And he says, "Was well, it pay?" And they told him. He said, "Well, I'm going to make more money parking at the parking lot. I'll just <laughs> soon do that." And they, they pretty much drug him kicking and screaming into. He's literally. If you look him up, and I, I know I'm only scratching the surface, but he's like the modern day Forrest Gump. Oh, some of the things he witnessed and yeah, places in his he was. life. Yep, he was 16 years old, 1963, and he and a buddy went down to Love Field to meet President Kennedy. Kennedy as he was arriving in Dallas, they were there that morning when he got off the plane and met him. And his friend, I think, shook Kennedy's hand, and he's thinking to himself, I wonder if they know that my friend's got a pistol in his pocket. Yeah. You know, but they didn't think, they're Texans, you know, they didn't think yeah. about it, you know. And but then they just, later, they went to the Parkland Hospital and saw Jackie Onassis coming in, uh, or Jackie Kennedy at the time, but uh, coming in covered in blood. And he was there, 15, 16. Yeah, there's old footage. You see all that hospital, and there he is, 15, 16 years old with his friends standing there. That's crazy. But yeah, he was in a lot of different different things. And but of course, Rocky Horror Picture Show. He was amazing mm-hmm. in that. How old was he when he passed? He was sixty. Let's see. He was born in forty seven, and he passed this year. So was that at sixty five? No, seventy two. Seventy five. Yeah, we're done math now. I was born with that ADT, so I don't know about that stuff. Yeah, he was seventy five. We're doing some figuring now, there, bull. He was amazing. And, of course, another comedy great we lost this year, Louis Anderson. Oh, he was funny. <clears throat> did you see his last set? Was... No, but I saw some of what he did with uh, yeah. Zach Galifianakis on Baskets, where he was playing Zach's mother. Mm-hmm. And that was just amazing. Now, I hate to interrupt this right now, but we uh, we usually record uh, nowhere in particular. It's always a different place, but we are recording in a... Uh, I don't know what your office. Yeah. You've got a casket. Is that a casket? That's a casket. You've got a casket in your office. Yeah. That, that casket, one, two, three, three and a half feet tall. Yeah, about that. There's something you want to tell us? Yeah. That was made by a Mennonite coffin maker, <clears throat> and it's got a dummy in it, Percy the Queasy Vampire. Percy the Queasy <laughs> He can't stand the sight of blood. Oh, that's great. Oh. Yeah. So, I don't know why I didn't see that. I'm just now looking at him like, that looks like a ca- That's a casket. That's a casket. Yeah. That's Percy. He's that's Well, he's actually over there in the corner. You can see him with the widow's peak right there. Yeah. No, come back this way. Oh, really? He's behind the camera. Right oh, wow. With the eyes. Yeah. That's Percy. He's got huge fangs, but yeah, he can't stand the sight of blood. That's awesome. Let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, Vampire Search Gear. No, no, no. BigfootSearchGear.com. Com. Do you walk through the forest with an eye open for the unknown? Do you believe that Bigfoot is out there? Somewhere. He may be hiding, but you don't have to. Let the world know you believe. Visit BigfootSearchGear.com for the largest collection of apparel and gifts for Bigfoot enthusiasts. Bigfoot t-shirts, hats, stickers, signs, and keychains, as well as Sasquatch hot sauce. It'll make you howl like a Yeti. Go to BigfootSearchGear.com 
and enter promo code HILLBILLIES at checkout for 10% off. Free shipping to anywhere in the U.S. on orders over $25. BigfootSearchGear.com And we're back. It's Louis Anderson. Yes, Louis Anderson, one of the greats of the late 80s and 90s. And oh my gosh. Uh, didn't he do Family Feud for a while? Or? He did. He hosted that for a while. And then he uh, had a cartoon. Yep. Um, yep. Where he was playing his, himself as a kid. And I think he also did the voice of his father, which was kind of a contentious thing because he had a weird relationship with his dad. I loved his voice. He just had a style, that, uh, yeah. uh, his tempo, his tempo when he did stand up, just, it just slayed me. I always liked listening to, when I watch them, I studied, try to see who their influence, you know, you can kind of tell who was influenced by people like Robin Williams or Bill Cosby and Bob Newhart. You can just kind of tell by their style, but Louie was one of those. I think he was one of those, one of a kind. One of a kind, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he came out of like Milwaukee, I think, like somewhere in Wisconsin. And he just had his own. He was a legend up there before he even ever took off and became big nationally. All the other comedians up there were always talking about how great Louie was. <clears throat> but yeah. Now, we're not only talking about comedy, we're also talking about country music. And one of the people we lost this last year was Naomi Judd. Yeah, they, uh, I got to meet her a few times. Super, super duper nice family, nice lady. And, uh, never met her. I've met, uh, Winona a couple mm-hmm. times, but I never met Naomi. But she, um, what she and when I was a kid growing up in Nashville, she and, uh, uh, Winona would uh, go on the, the Ralph Emery morning show. Mm-hmm. He used to call them the Soap Sisters. <laughs> That's right, because, yeah. To come on. Yeah, and they would come on and sing and, and do uh, bits with him and stuff, and it was always so much fun. But she was a great singer and just really... Author, too. Yeah. You know, and very. Uh, when I met her, I was very impressed with her intelligence. Well, she was a nurse. I mean, she was a mm-hmm. medical professional. She... Had had it was highly educated before she became a singer, yeah, mm-hmm. and um, just did a, a, an amazing job working with her daughter. And then there came the point when you know she had been diagnosed with hepatitis and she was getting too exhausted to be on the road, and which we both know is exhausting. Oh yeah, and there just came a point where she had to step back and, and <laughs> let uh, Winona have a, a solo career, which she did, which was great. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Hated to lose her. And then we lost uh, the queen of country music. We know who that is. Hmm. Red Lynn. Yep. The coal miner's daughter from Butcher Holler. Bless her heart. She's strong right till the end. Was still doing appearances. Yeah, the, she, you know. she did an album with Jack White just a few years ago. Just amazing. Yeah. yeah. She never gave up. Never quit. Now her granddaughter is... Touring with uh, Conway Sun. Conway Sun, yeah, they got the, they're they're doing a good run. Right? They, <clears> the, I uh, I know some of the places they're playing at, and they, those aren't small venues. They're they're playing some nice halls, some nice theaters, nice halls, and yeah, apparently uh, doing a real good job. I'm hearing it. nothing but great things. I, I keep up with them online, and they're kind enough to comment on Hillbilly and Holler stuff, and I do with them as well. But uh, <clears> people is <throat> turning out for them. They really are uh, celebrating the history of their. You know, parents and grandparents. Well, Loretta Lynn was a strong woman. She she married a man that, like the rest of us, wasn't perfect. And they had some problems, but she stuck with him. She stood up to him, but she stuck with him. Mm-hmm. She made him do right. 
eventually. Well, she turned him into a man. And, yeah. And, uh, but, you know, she had, uh, Bull don't hold it in. It'll turn into gas. Yeah, Bull's <laughs> over here covering himself. It's okay to laugh. <laughs> yeah, everybody. you can make some noise. We got you mic, mic checked. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. But, you know, she did a lot of things like, you know, she did a song about the pill. Yeah. That's very it controversial. It was very controversial. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, if, if it came out today, it'd be controversial. But she did this back in the what, 60s. 60s. It was the 60s, yeah. And that was just, oh, man, you know. Yeah, she, uh, the stuff she did and the, the, the stands that she took and, you know, uh, I, my favorite song of hers was that was, uh, you know, one needs a whipping and one needs a uh, hugging and one's on the way. That You remember that one? It was, yeah. oh. Now, her best friend was Patsy Klein, wasn't it? Yes. Before yes. Patsy passed, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were real tight. And Patsy had been like a mentor to her. But yeah, uh, Loretta was something else, man. I tell you what, she just hung in there and, and no matter what came her way and no matter how hard things were from her childhood. She smiled. She just smiled and sang. and She's what we call a pistol. She was a pistol. She was a pistol. That's right. That's for she sure. She will be missed. That is for sure. You know, people like that, and you don't want to see anybody pass away, but I reckon we're all headed that direction. But no matter how old you get, to me, she seemed like she was still young, you know? Yeah. Well, while we're on the subject of country music, we had a new voice in country music just pass away here in November, was Jake Flint. And that was on his, uh, he just got married. He got married that night. And then passed away. And passed in away sleep. in his sleep that night. And they still, at this That's point, as, as of this recording, they've not announced what the cause of death was. He was only 37 years wow, old. Wow, that's young. But he was an up-and-coming star in, in uh, country music, was based out of Oklahoma, part of uh, what they call the Red Dirt country music. And um, I have not heard a lot of his stuff, but I'll tell you what, I watched the video of him singing uh, Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. Whew. One of the best versions I've ever heard. The guy was Check good. Check that out. I've not heard that, he, but I remember seeing that news. I thought, that's just hard. He really was good. And yeah, I don't know. So, you know, his, his widow was talking on uh, the press releases and stuff saying, you know, we're supposed to be picking out furniture for our new house, not picking out a coffin. Mm. That's, that's heartbreaking. So mm. our, our thoughts and prayers go out to the Flint family. And, mm -hmm. but yeah, that's, um, that's hard. And we lost Jerry Lee. Oh, Jerry Lee Lewis, man. Do you know he, he he finally got to do that gospel album with his cousin? Oh, did he? He did. They're selling it now, but uh, he's got the old rugged crowd, a bunch, bunch of old gospel. Well, you're going to have to tell our listeners who his cousin was. Uh, Jimmy Swaggart. Jimmy Swaggart. And his other cousin. Was Mickey Lee. Mickey Gilly. Mickey Gilly. Yeah. And they were all, it was Jerry Lee, Jimmy Lee, and Mickey Lee. And that's because their mothers had an uncle is their great uncle whose name was Lee and he was the richest person in the family. And they felt like if they dropped Lee in their kids' names that their uncle might leave, leave them some money behind. <laughs> so a little girl, manipulation there. Well, think about it. You get, you got these three boys running around hanging, you know, stick, you know, they're, they're peeking up through the window at these honky tonks and then these revival church services and everything. And you've got three cousins that grew up together that went three different directions. Totally different directions. Totally different. You got one Jimmy. went rock and roll, went, went country, and the other one went gospel. Yeah. And uh, yet there at the end, uh, uh, Jerry and Jimmy did a gospel album together. That's awesome. Jerry had a hard life. He uh, 
you know, it was several marriages and a wife that died or almost know. a career killer on one of them marriages. And then, yeah, yeah and then especially the, when we went to Europe, they didn't. He lost his mind a little bit there in the late seventies after Elvis died. There was I remember when I was a kid, I was still living in Memphis when this happened. He showed up at the gates of Graceland with a gun. This was after Elvis had died, and he's shooting the gun off and hollering, "I'm the king of rock and roll!" And they had to come and kind of calm him down. Yeah, yeah, get his mind right. Yeah, Jerry Lee, you need to calm down a little bit. Go bang on the keyboard. I wonder how many pianos he set on fire. A bunch. Throw that lighter fluid out there and light that thing and you just know, tear a crowd. I, I would hate to have to follow that. I know. Can you imagine standing in the wings? You don't know who Jerry Lee is. And you see this blonde-haired guy out there, his hair just hanging down, and he sets his piano on fire and the crowd's going nuts and you go on next. You're like, folks, I'd like to do a little song called You Are My Sunshine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Folks, I'd like to do a little thing called I'm getting out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. They, yeah, this kind of reminds me, what was it Gilbert Godfrey said about his favorite uh, performance, his dream performance? was when they show up at, backstage and go, we're sorry the place burned down, and here's your money, go on home. Go on home. Here's your check. Here's sorry your check. the place burned down. Yeah. That's his favorite. <laughs> <laughs> we're sorry. The guy before he set his piano on fire burned the whole place down. Go home. Oh, I had man. that happen in West Virginia State Fair. There's a tornado or something coming through. I didn't even perform. They just walked up to the tour bus, tapped on the door, slid that check in there, and I said, I hadn't performed. They said, contract's a contract. You showed up. Was that the same place that had them horrible bathrooms? Yes. Oh, I never in my life. That is a big, you remember them pee troughs? You yeah. had a pee trough, three toes, like a prison thing. There's no walls, no petitions and everything. Not even a flip lid on them things. I'm looking in there and I'm like, okay, this got to be a joke. So I go in there and they're in that trailer there, the office trailer, and I'm like, uh, where's y'all restrooms? They pointed right now. I've done been in there. Where's y'all restrooms? Okay, here's a better question. When you all need to go to the restroom, where do you go? Because I go know back, it ain't there. Because I know it ain't right there. Yeah. Because I want to go where you go. <laughs> Well, let's take another quick break for a word from our sponsor, coffeeandsugar.com. And today's episode is brought to you by coffeeandsugar.com. That's K-A-W-F-E-E-A-N-D-S-U-G-A-R, coffeeandsugar.com. Home of Granny's Hillbilly Coffee, some of the best coffee you'll ever drink. If you use promo code HOLLER at checkout, you'll save 15% off orders of $29 or more. Visit coffeeandsugar.com and tell them the hillbillies in the holler sent you. And we're back. Well, we're doing our In Memoriam uh, episode, and um, <clears throat> we've been talking about different folks who've passed away in the 2022. And just the other night, one of my heroes, Franco Harris. Son, and two days from retiring his jersey with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with Franco Harris, go do yourself a favor. Go on YouTube and look up the Immaculate Reception, one of the greatest time-changing plays in the NFL history. November of nineteen seventy-two, I believe. A uh, Roger, I mean uh, Terry Roger, Bradshaw. Yeah, Terry Bradshaw. I almost said Roger Stallbach because back in those later days, on in I was, yeah, back in those days, I was a, a cowboy, fan. cowboy fan, but. But yeah, Terry Bradshaw hauls back and he throws a, a beautiful pass. Well, he has a pretty bit of danger. But but the guy that was supposed to catch it 
had his hands down and it dinged off his helmet and went 10 yards back in the other Out direction. Of nowhere. And then Franco Harris scooped it up before it hit the ground. One inch off and the ground. ran it in for one of the greatest touchdowns, probably the greatest play in NFL history. Steelers went on to win four Super Bowls right, right after boom, that. Boom, 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 yeah. So, yeah, he was a, an incredible football player. And that right there was one of the best moments ever in football history. And the only thing that I think rivals it, which probably comes in second to it, is the Music City Miracle. When uh, Tennessee was still the Tennessee Oilers. And, Buffalo? Uh, yeah, but against, uh, no, it was against um, New uh, Detroit. 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 No, no, no. no. I think no, it was Buffalo, Buffalo Bills. Buffalo, Buffalo Bills. Bills. But my parents were there, and they had season tickets, and their season tickets were on that 20-yard line. And my father said, he said, I, I'll tell you, I was there. He said, when that guy threw that ball, it was a it lost it lost yardage. It was a lateral. And they ran it in for a touchdown. Half the stadium had already left. Yeah. People were leaving. Going, yeah, that well, game's over with. They got out of the car, turned the radios on, went, what? What's that roar behind us? What? <laughs> yeah. My father looked at my mother. He goes, I ain't getting in that traffic. We'll just sit here. Stranger things have happened. And then, boom, Tennessee turned around the last 20 seconds and won the game. But, yeah, so Franco Harris, heck of a, a football player. So here's how my week's going. I just found out that you and Buford T were going to hire Gilbert Godfrey to send me a hello, and you didn't. And I'm reading my text here, and somebody who thinks I didn't know the Franco's passed away has said, and the other day we almost bought you his autographed jersey for $450. We thought that's too much. You're not having a good week, brother. Well, now I guess friends, friends, bull, friends like that. I need a better set of friends. At least they're considerate. I never thought in a million years Gilbert was about to die, but I didn't know about his health problems. Once I heard about his health problems, I was like, "Well, gosh, we're lucky we had him as long as we did." Yeah, yeah, that's true. But now another one we lost this year. Not not a country person by a long shot, but a very funny comic actor was Robbie Coltrane. Uh, Those of you who are Harry Potter fans will remember him as Hagrid. But the ironic part of it was that when he died on October 14th and I got the news that he had died, I was at the Harry Potter land at Universal Studios in Florida. I was at Hogsmeade. My wife looked at me and said, Hagrid just died. So I actually shot a video at uh, Diagon Alley uh, on my TikTok page doing a um, tribute to him. But he was one of my favorite comic actors. He was on... You know Mr. Bean, right? Rowan Atkinson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he had a show before Mr. Bean called Blackadder, where he played four different incarnations of the Blackadder family in four different time periods in England. But there was one where he was the butler of uh, the Prince Regent, George IV, in the late 1700s. And Robbie Coltrane played um, um, Samuel Johnson, the man who wrote the first English dictionary. And he shows up with the dictionary to get the prince to be his his uh, backer on it. And uh, Blackadder starts messing with him, going, Oh, so you have every word in the English language in that book? Every one of them, sir. And he goes, Well, let me be the first to offer my sincerest contrafibularities. What? <laughs> contrafibularities, a very common word around our way. And he starts throwing off all these words that mean nothing. And, and the whole time, Robbie Coltrane is scribbling them down. You know, like he's missed all these words that are supposed to be in the dictionary. Wow. Oh, it's one of the funniest things ever. I love it. Hey, but, we lost Kirstie Alley just a few days ago. Yeah. Sometimes you want to go 
where everybody knows your name. Yeah. That's got a profound song, isn't it? It really is. You go into heaven, everybody knows your name. Mm-hmm. That's deep right there. Leslie Jordan. Oh, man, funny guy. He'd become a member of the Grand Ole Opry. Mm-hmm. Funny, funny guy. Sweet soul. Funny Very soul, good yeah. soul. He was um, in um, a bunch of different television shows. And, uh, and He's one of those that had the ability. He could just read the yellow pages, and I would laugh just <laughs> at the sound of his voice and how he spoke. His character he did on Will and Grace was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Oh, just unapologetic. And the man that I knew and um, and will miss, Gallagher. Oh, yeah. Watermelons all over the world are breathing a sigh of relief. <laughs> yeah. The Gallagher is no more. No more concussions. But man, I'm telling you what, that was a funny, funny man. And a good guy. He really was. You got to work with him, didn't you? Maybe? No, I didn't work with him. I, I was working at the comedy barn there in Pigeon Forge one night, and I come backstage, and he's sitting there in the green room. In the green room, and I said, What are you doing here? Like we were old friends. First yeah. time I'd ever what met him. What are you him. doing here? He said, I just walked over to see what you guys are doing. I said, Where are you staying? He goes, I'm over at Sunrise Ridge. I said, on Ridge Road? He said, yeah. I said, how'd you get here? He said, I walked. I said, down Ridge Road? You could have been killed. He said, when I saw headlights coming, I'd walk off in the woods. I said, well, I'll take you back. I hate driving down that road. Yeah. So I said, well, I'll take you back. So when the show was over, he got in my car. We went down to the Blue Moose, had a few beers, watched a basketball game, had a good time. And then I drove him back over to Sunrise Ridge and took him back to his uh, his condo. Well, and uh, I got to meet him a couple more times. Nice guy, super sweet. I know uh, a farmer clan was saying how he he just felt you know somebody of that caliber to be quizzing you about your act and picking your brain like the respect he was showing the other comedians. Like you guys got it going on. You guys are great. What are you doing here when you do this? You Funniest know? thing he did. Eric Eric Lambert was out doing his uh, hitting on the head bit. Yeah, and Gallagher had never seen it. Now instead of walking around the theater and sitting in the back to watch it. He opened the barn doors in the middle of the stage and stuck like his, his head, head out. Not to be mistaken. And, watched and I said, I know there was people out there going, that looks like Gallagher. Is that Gallagher? It's <laughs> Gallagher back there. What's, I mean, that's the most surreal moment in comedy history. One guy's out there doing his act and this Gallagher's, and Gallagher's sitting there poking his head out. Go, what are you doing? How are you yeah. doing that? Oh my gosh. We died laughing. Could not believe that. Well, this has been a, a somber, this has been a and very they, special episode of the Hillbillies still people like Gaylord Perry and uh, the guy from Sesame Street. Two guys from Sesame Street. We lost Bob and we lost Luis both mm-hmm. this year. Then remember Days of Our Lives, John Aniston? Yeah, bunch bunch of people died. We just had to cover the ones that were closest to our field of the entertainment business because it's only a 30-minute show. But yeah, we lost a lot of people. But we want to thank you all for tuning in and joining us back here at uh, Booger Town. And we want to ask Bull to not talk so much next episode. He just sits there and... Oshiok said he starts laughing. He covers his face. We're not on video. It's okay to laugh. We're a comedy show here. Just say hi to him. Hi. Hi. There you go. Yeah, He's single, too. (laughs) But we uh, appreciate y'all tuning in. Uh, If you're interested in... uh, the um if you're interested in uh, seeing us live seeing us live go to the redneckbus.com and uh go to the pigeon forge uh area there and um you can uh book tickets go book everybody as adults but then use the code smoky at checkout and you'll get ten dollars off that takes everybody down to kid price if you'd like to get some uh 
merchandise, you can go to hillbilliesintheholler.us or hillbillies in the, I mean, and uh, meetbuford.com. Uh, follow us on social media at hillbillies in the holler and at meet Buford. You can also follow Biggins at, at moonshiners life. If you'd like to send us anything in the mail, we get folks asking where they can send us stuff. You can send it to Buford. 236 East Main Street, Box 163, Sevierville, Tennessee, 37862. That's down in the uh, show notes as well. And, and if you hit that minus, that big round thing, that brings you back 15 seconds so you can hear that address again and write it exactly. down. Exactly. And make sure you put attention, boo boo. <laughs> Especially if it's money. Yeah. And then uh, if you have any ideas for uh, future episodes, you can email us at meetbuford at gmail.com. And we're going to be putting together a special episode coming up real soon of reasons you got sent to the principal's office. And we got some dandies. So you can comment on our Facebook page or you can send those to meetbuford at gmail.com. We appreciate y'all tuning in and listening to us and coming to see us on the Redneck Comedy Bus. In the meantime, I'm Buford. I'm Bebo. I'm Claude. Oh, and Gator. Howie Mandel. Is still doing fine. Y'all be good to each other. You've been listening to the Hillbillies and the Holler podcast. Come back next week for a whole lot more fun right here in downtown Boogertown.